0: This time of year, in the middle of all of the uh, end of school activities, everything kind of coming to an end, awards banquet after awards banquet, we're coming to the point of graduations. And if you've got grandkids or kids or brothers and sisters who are graduating this year, there's pretty much a guarantee that at every graduation ceremony, there's going to be a speaker. And that speaker most likely will give a very riveting speech about how you can go from here with this education, wherever it's from, whether it be from a great university like LSU, an OK university like Alabama, or a place as familiar as Salt LaFouche High School. But pretty much every speech follows the same kind of theme. It's usually an image, really riveting, exciting thing, exciting message that gets everybody really fired up, and then they send them out. And if you ask any graduate 15 minutes after the graduation's done, they couldn't tell you a thing that was said. Today, in a way, Jesus before he ascends to heaven, gives this kind of final speech to his apostles. But in that final speech, he doesn't just drop a couple of witty lines, a couple of quotes from maybe a movie or a book or an author, or as at my high school graduation, from Spider-Man. But rather, he explains the mission of what his apostles are supposed to do. Today, he very plainly says it. And he speaks it not only to his apostles that were present, but it has now handed down 2,000 years later to us. Go into the world. You can almost see the cap and gown. And proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Kind of stark words. Powerful words from our Lord. Giving to His apostles His final message. Go and baptize. Live your life as a Christian. Live your life the way in which I have formed you to live. In a way Let the education that you have received the last three years walking with me, eating with me, being close to me, being my friend, let it direct your life as you go forward. When Jesus says these words in His gospel, He's not just speaking it very empty and just trying to be uh, inspiring or trying to really get like an emotional response or just trying to end a graduation ceremony. More than that, He's giving them what their call is in the world. He follows this up as we read through the Scripture. Chronologically, we jump into the Acts of the Apostles, and the entire Acts of the Apostles focuses on that early church living this message out. Going out and proclaiming the message that Jesus has taught them. Witnessing to everything that He showed them, everything that He formed them in. Teaching others and spreading the good news of the Gospel to all creatures. It goes so far as to convert one of those who was most condemning of the movement, of the way. In St. Paul. Paul and who who was the author of our second reading, and who had a little bit of of a change of heart, to say the least, where he recognizes that by Christ's ascension, by Christ's entire mission on earth, by His witness and His returning to the Father, that God consecrates evangelists and prophets, pastors, teachers... Consecrates those of us now here remaining to go out and to witness to that same faith. Now, if we're called to be witnesses to the rest of the world, if we're called to really speak and proclaim the truth of the faith that we all believe, we have to have an audience to hear us. Like if we're supposed to speak it it sounds like God is saying, I'm going to have somebody listening. You know, each one of us has the power, has the responsibility, and has the potential that we can bring others to our Lord. That by our word, by our witness, by the way in which we live our life, by the way in which we pray, that we can lead others and inspire others to come to God. We can show a little bit of God's kingdom to them in the way in which we love them. That's our call. Our call is to go from the church and evangelize the world. Oftentimes, I've taught a class before on the spirituality of the laity, and I'll ask the question, What's the, what are the two most uh, active moments for the lay faithful in every Mass? And when I ask that question, hands will go up, and some will say, when we say the Our Father, some will say the very beginning, when we offer up our sins, some will say the consecration, All of those are moments where we need to be plugged in and focused, absolutely. But the two most active moments for the lay faithful in every Mass, number one is the offertory, where we bring everything in our life to the altar. That's symbolic in the gifts of bread and wine. Everything in our life, every joy, every sorrow, every pain, every grace is brought to the altar. The second is the last words of every Mass. Go and proclaim the Gospel of the Lord. Go. You're sent. And we echo the words of today's Gospel where God sends us out into the world. Sends us out into the culture to evangelize. To speak His name. To reveal His truth and His love. You know, if we don't evangelize, the world will try to evangelize itself. The world will start asking questions and coming up with its own answers if we are not the conduits of God's grace to them. If we don't reveal the truth of our faith to them. This past week, you may have seen there was an art museum in New York that was doing a gala at the Met. And in part of this gala, the theme of it was the Catholic imagination. And celebrity after celebrity showed up at this event dressed up in something that embodied, that tried to kind of take in pieces of our faith and reveal it to the rest of the world in in their own way. What does it look like when the world tries to evangelize themselves? We get Sarah Jessica Parker, an actress, beautiful woman, with a nativity scene on her head. We get Rihanna, a, a singer, showing up with a mitre, trying to look like the Pope. We get celebrity after celebrity trying to show crosses or images of Our Lady in different ways. And as I was looking at the pictures, as I was kind of reflecting and reading some articles on it, I couldn't help but think, while it looks off, it looks twisted, it looks weird, there's still something beautiful about it. There's still something a, a pro, like, that actually speaks to me about this. Part of, I think, what it looked like, it almost was like thinking of a kid who doesn't know a, a little boy who might have gotten to his grandfather's closet and doesn't know what to do with a tie, except tie it around his head and act like a karate kid. We can't blame the world for not knowing. We can't blame the world for being the world. The Catholic imagination, which is a very fitting title for such, a, for such an exhibit, for such a night, we see what happens when the world does not understand what it is that they're looking at. The world doesn't recognize who it is that all these things are meant to point us to. And I don't look at that as a, a pro, a, like the world trying to profane the sacred or something like that. In a way, I felt kind of a call to action for myself. How am I doing at speaking that truth to the world? And I offer that question to all of us. How are we doing as the people of God? As a faith community who come to Mass, who receive our Lord and are sent... How are we doing living up to that sending that God has has commissioned us with in today's Gospel and at the end of each Mass? How are we doing reflecting the person of Jesus Christ to a culture that is intrigued by Him but has no idea who He is? Each one of us, by the virtue of our baptism, by virtue of our confirmation, by virtue of the food that we receive today from the altar, have the power of witness. Have the power to go out and to proclaim that Gospel to a world that wants to hear it. Today, very simple question. Will we be bold enough to evangelize? Will we be bold enough to be heard in both the witness of our life and the words of our mouth? This week, very plainly, start with one. Start with one person in your life today that you know needs to hear the Gospel message. Start with one person in your life today that desires and is looking for God, but by be looking for Him in a slot machine, a video poker machine, a bottle, a pack of cigarettes. Start by proclaiming the, the name of Jesus to one person this week. Start by speaking His name to one person that desires to hear Him. And trust... As he said in today's Gospel, as he showed throughout the Acts of the Apostles, that he remains with us in that missionary activity, that he remains with us as we go out to evangelize. My brothers and sisters, today, let us be bold enough to very simply start with one.